Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thank you for joining us. You can find us not only on your favorite podcast apps, but also on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every single day at 7 p.m. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com, F-I-V-E, ReasonsSports.com. That is where you can find the latest from Brady Hawk and all of our other contributors on the website for free. We do not have a paywall. Also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. If you've been hurt in a car accident or slip and fall, this is where you've got a call. You get a free consultation by mentioning five reasons. Of course, that's the law offices of Seltzer Mayberg, one of our longest standing sponsors. You can find them at one That's O N E call legal.com or eight, five, five, 5,000 law. That's one call legal.com eight, five, five, 5,000 law. Again, mention five reasons, a free consultation. They do more than just car accidents and slip and falls there. They do immigration. They do sports law. They do divorce law. They do everything. And they got 24 seven availability. So they'll make sure you work directly with an attorney to get the compensation that you deserve. So reach out to Eric and Mendy and David and Cassandra and everybody down there at the offices, Joe as well. Again, they just started a sports agency down there. So if that's something that interests you, reach out to them for that as well. Again, it's one call legal.com O N E call legal.com or eight, five, five, 5,000 law, the law offices of Seltzer Mayberg. And now tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five on the floor. Welcome to five on the floor. A daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. We got Greg Sylvander. We got Alex Toledo. Make sure that you check out the YouTube channel. We got a ton of stuff that's going on there every single day. Brady Hawk has Two new videos up. Um, the one today actually was about Goran Dragic's effect on the offense. So check out uh, Brady's breakdowns there as well. Also the good, the bad, and the ugly with Jonathan Ramlikan. Uh, That's on there after every game. And we'll get a new one from Marco Romo, um, who's been banned from Twitter, but not from our YouTube channel. Hopefully he's back on Twitter soon. He's doing Know Your Enemy. So I'm sure we'll Free get Marco. one on the Utah Jazz up there tomorrow. Free Marco is right. Uh, let's get to a, we're going to do a narrative based topic today. We, we've been doing a lot of X's and O's stuff, trade stuff, transaction stuff. If you want the transaction stuff tonight, make sure you check out Clutch Corner. That's going to be up there. Alana. I'm not even going to mention Adam's name. I just did. Alana Royal, I guess, is making a comeback. Michael Christian. They're all on the YouTube channel tonight. So make sure you check out Clutch Corner. I'm sure they'll be slandering me. Maybe Greg a little bit, probably more me. But let's get to the narratives. Um, well, and, and the Bobby Marks pod. Let's, oh, and the Bobby Marks plug pod, it. which is, is one of our highest flying pods we've ever had. So I'm, that is all still relevant. Everything that Greg and I talked to Bobby Marks from ESPN about the other day. But here's the narrative-based pod that we're doing tonight. Um, I was listening today. I don't know why, but it was on in the studio that was, on, that was in uh, to first take. And they did have a heat segment. But it came after like a, a seven minute Laker segment that I think went through the break and then a Celtic segment. And Max Kellerman, a first take, actually said this. He, he essentially said, I'm trying to find the exact quote, but basically he was giving the Celtics a pass because the Lakers were getting a pass. And again, the Lakers are getting a pass, I guess, because Anthony Davis is out. And so they're struggling without Anthony Davis. The Celtics are getting a pass for reasons I really can't understand, I guess, because uh, Marcus Smart is out. And the, it sort of raised the question on our string, 
why didn't the Heat get a pass with the national media? I mean, the Heat are now, I'm not saying that they played great the whole season. We've talked about it ad nauseum, but they're 12 and eight with Jimmy Butler this year. Um, there seems to, it seems to have been forgotten that Jimmy missed as many games as he did. And not just Jimmy, Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, uh, two of your other, I, I would argue, four most important players on the team. And the rest of the team going in and out with COVID where you're playing eight guys some nights. Greg, I, I know we're sensitive to this, uh, but is there a double standard? Sensitive. Me with Miami Heat stuff? Never. Come on. Um, so I actually think a little differently on this. I actually think the Heat have actually, um, from a national perspective, not really gotten much heat, honestly. I think that most people, most um, measured thinking individuals out there, whether it be Windhorst or Sedano or any of the national heads that that you want to reference. I mean, obviously there's the the really overt talking heads that that just say ridiculous things. Nobody's written really written off Miami, I don't think. I think it was more the internal fan base that kind of got to that place. And maybe even us to a degree needs to like look in the mirror in terms of where we felt the team was heading and were we dissecting things too much. Um, I, I, I don't see the national media necessarily uh, not giving us a pass, but I will say this is that I just don't think that they considered the heat a contender from the get go, no matter what. And that's a different conversation. That's more about that. They thought that there was a fluke healthy or not. And, um, and you know, that's like a totally different, you know, Avenue that we can go down eventually. Yeah. I mean, it- Alex, is it the ambivalence, I guess? I mean, maybe I'm overreacting here to, to, to the way it's being handled now because I guess maybe the real issue was sort of the ambivalence and dismissal of the heat from the very beginning of the season as bubble flukes. And so it's not even like, it's not, even like not giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's like you're not even, as Greg says, you're not even really talking about them. Like you don't even really, I'm not exactly. saying you, I'm saying the national media didn't even care. Yeah, I thought that was a good point that Leif brought up there. One that I hadn't really considered is that I mean, obviously, we talked about that narrative before, but, you know, the fact that a lot of teams kind of didn't, I mean, a lot of uh, analysts didn't really believe that this Heat team was a was going to be a contender again this year, thinking that uh, last year was just kind of, you know, lucky and based off the circumstances or whatever other argument they want to make, I mean, make, that's just kind of made them easier to ignore at this point when they've just been under 500 throughout the whole season. Uh, they were missing their best player for you know, a huge chunk of the season. And like, it was just kind of easy to ignore them. A lot of other teams got the, got the, the, the airtime. And I think that's basically what happened. And then uh, like you were saying on the Bobby Marks pod, like teams made those all-star votes two weeks ago. And, and I think that's kind of what happened. Like Jimmy and Bam hadn't really had that resurgence yet. And all of a Looking sudden, silly. They're, they're, hold on. This is the best part though. Now they're back to where they'd love to be the underdogs. The heat are back in that yep. underdog mentality. And like, I think that's where they're comfortable. And now you look at the standings, they're not that far behind these other teams. They're really not. That's a really good point. I I do think that's a more comfortable place for them. I think that they, you know, these are a lot of guys who uh, we talked about it last year who were not heavily regarded um, or highly regarded. I mean, whether it's Jimmy Butler is the 30th overall pick who had to go to a junior college or Duncan Robinson, who went to Williams college uh, and was undrafted or Kendrick Nunn, who was discarded by golden state after going undrafted. Uh, I just, you go up and down the roster, Bam and Tyler, there was a, a feeling that they were drafted too high um, all down the line. This has been a group that kind of had to try to prove themselves at every stage. 
and you're right. Maybe they did become a little entitled. Uh, I, I think, I don't know if that's what you're saying specifically, but I do think that they kind of lost that edge, right? That edge of being underdogs. When you get to the NBA finals, you're no longer that, even if the world doesn't think you really belong there, you're still the last team playing against the Lakers. And I do think it got in their heads a little bit. Um, and so I, I do think that this is a more comfortable place for them to kind of be coming from behind. Um, I, I've always said like, Jimmy plays better in these circumstances, like even in the NBA finals, like, you know, when they fell behind, uh, you know, he felt like he had to do everything. And I feel that way with Bam too. Like when Bam doesn't have anybody else, that's when he kind of looks around and is like, okay, now I need to do it. They need to be pushed into that position. So maybe that has helped that will help them a little bit going forward. But I also think we should just address kind of a general perception. I, a, I joked about this last night and it got like 2000 likes because I was poking fun at one in the morning, but you know, I basically tw I tweeted, you know, may maybe the Celtics and the Lakers were, were bubble flukes because we've heard about that bubble flukes, bubble frauds. Um, do I really believe that? Not any more than I do with the heat. I mean, last year was last year. The Lakers won the championship fair and square. They don't have AD right now, but the Celtics are fairly whole. I mean, it's just that the acquisitions like the, the heat didn't work out. Like, yeah, just like Harkless and Bradley haven't worked out. Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague haven't worked out. Um, and, and I want to go wolf. Oh my God. And here's the thing. This is what, well, Kemba is not an off season acquisition, but Kemba is, you know, something that a you know, player that appears on the downside now significantly, <laughs> but let's go through this. The Heat have been through a ton of adversity. I'm watching first take right now, and they're talking about AD being out for a few games. I understand he's a top seven or eight player in the entire world, maybe top five. But if we're comparing adversity that various teams have gone through this season, I mean, the Heat have had more adversity than Boston, have they not? I mean, Greg, let, let's go through it a little bit. Who in the East has had more adversity than the Heat? Indiana? I mean, I think Indiana in that they – you know, traded Oladipo for a player that they thought they were going to plug in and, and just kind of keep the ball rolling. And then that kind of fell flat. So, so that's a team that I think we, we could definitely discuss. Um, Toronto's had guys in and out. Um, Charlotte's been actually well-connected and they are a team that I think is on the rise in, uh, in ways that are reminiscent of the, um, the 0304 Miami Heat team. I just I, I see that there. Uh Boston has had their issues, but it all it all circles back to this. Like, like, let's keep perspective here. The Heat are, and I'm not saying they're gonna get there, they are six damn games out of the one seed. Let me tell you something. A lot of seasons, like if you're talking about in a in, in this percentage of the season through. If you were six games out of the one seed, there would be people in your building talking about what are we going to do to make a run for the one seed. So I know that like, ultimately, like that sounds ridiculous to even shoot for, but I guarantee that that is a conversation that somebody in the Miami heat front office is, is having not, maybe not that you're going to get there, but that in this weird year, like there, all of the seeds are within striking distance. No, no doubt about it. And, and that's that's the thing. I mean, that that's why I think there hasn't been panic inside the building and why they did have the patience to say, let's let's wait to see the team whole. I also don't think that's a reason not to tweak. And we talked about this last night. I think all three of us agree. I think, you know, even our listeners agree, because when I pulled it, you know, I said, now what do you do? Do you blow it up? Do you tweak or do you just stand pat? Um, it was about 88% were in tweak mode, which is in the middle, which I mean, tweaks can mean a lot of different things. Tweaks can mean 
going out and signing Boogie Cousins, who was officially released today or, or passed through waivers and tweaks could mean making a trade for Victor Oladipo. I mean, there, there's a wide range for tweaks, but it feels like fans are not really as much as we talk about how fans are polarized and fans are extreme. In this particular case, it feels like most of the fans that are interacting with us are actually a little bit closer to the middle. They think the team is good, good enough to compete. They want, they kind of want to see a run like last year, but they know the team is not good enough. Now I, I do want to go through this. So Alex, cause you know, we talk about the teams that are at the top and whether or not they've had the kind of adversity that the heat have had. Right. Okay. So the Sixers have played 32 games so far this season. Okay. Uh, here's how many games their top players have played. Uh, ben Simmons has played 27. Joel Embiid has played 26. Um, Tobias Harris has played 29, so he's missed three. Danny Green, who, uh, for what it's worth, I mean, he's shooting 38% from three, uh, has played all 32. Seth Curry, who had the COVID situation, has played 24. So uh, their, their, their starting lineup has played, you know, between 30, 24 and 32 games out of the 32. Um, Tybel's played 29. Maxie's played 29. Shake Milton's played 24. Dwight Howard's played 32. So they've been, they've been pretty full, okay? Now, you go to Boston, uh, which is another team that was projected to be up there, and – uh, it's it's a little it's a little bit more right Tatum missed some time right um and uh but but who else though I mean Kemba we Kemba had an injury but we yeah, knew about I that think one Tatum missed a comparable amount of time to Jimmy if I have that right maybe a little bit less and I know Marcus Smart's been out for the past few games and they, they don't Tatum played I just looked it up Tatum played 27 oh. out of 32 they played 32 okay so he's I played 27 Jalen's played 30 Right, but no, I think they're obviously worse off without Marcus Smart too. But no, your point is, I think your larger theme is going to, uh, you know, it's going to be correct, and that the Heat have just struggled more with all this the the negative circumstances that have come this season in the COVID season. And like as far as when you're talking about the East contenders, right, I think they they have had it the worst. And like other teams have had stretches here and there, but when your best player is out for such a large portion of the season, and then not to mention all those games where you just had eight, nine man rotation. There was, it was way too many of them. And this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day, go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. See, like, I don't think, I don't think anybody has added that close yet. No, I mean, I think when you look overall here, um, you know, Marcus Smart's played 17. Okay, so he's missed us some time. Kemba has played 16, which is half. Um, Tristan, I mean, I, I don't even know if this is a good thing, but Tristan's played 20, uh, 20, 30 total. He started 25. 
Um, Tice has played 30 and Jalen's played 30. So, I mean, they've missed essentially smart and Walker have missed half the games. Okay. So there is some adversity there. Now let's look at Milwaukee. Okay. Cause Milwaukee's a team that I think they started 39 and six last year. Right. But they were healthy last season. I mean, they did. I mean, they had their core rotation, you know, for pretty much the entire season. Right. Um, they haven't now played 32 games this time. They're 19 and 13. They didn't lose their 13th game until they played about 70 games last year. Okay. But here's, here's how many they've all played. Giannis has played 31 and Chris Middleton's played 32. Brooke Lopez has played 32. DiVincenzo's played 32. Okay. So four of their five starters have basically played every game. Drew holidays played 23. So he's missed nine, most of them recently. Their bench, Bryn Forbes that they brought in has played in every game. Augustine's played in all but one. Condon's played in all but three. Portis has played in every game. Torrey Craig missed half the time. So even in that one, Greg, like... I'm not afraid of Milwaukee. I don't care what they've done and who's played and who's not played. Bring Milwaukee on in a first-round series. I'm not afraid of them. Yeah, well, I'm with you on that, okay? And I, I think the Heat feel the same way about that. I know, I'm but, sabotaging your segment, but I just had to no, throw but No, but it's there. not, but, but it's true, though, right? <laughs> like, Drew, okay, Drew is the big addition, and he has missed time, but Giannis and Middleton are the two biggest pieces, and they've both been there, whereas the Heat's two biggest pieces. Bam has been there, but Jimmy has not. You can argue Dragic and Hero are pieces three and four, right? So if Drew is piece three for Milwaukee... Dragic has missed more time than Drew has. Hero has missed more time than their fourth guy has. So again, from an adversity standpoint, again, this is not excuse making for the Heat, but it's trying to put some of this into context. Um, now, the one team that that has has dealt with it, guys, is Indiana. Okay, um, and I saw that Lavert, you know, that there's some hope now that he may play before the All Star break, so they may get him then. But they're 15 and 15, uh, 30 games total coming into tonight. Sabonis has played every game after missing out in the bubble. Brogdon's played every game. Justin Holiday's played every game. Turner's played all but two. McDermott um, who's and McConnell, who play off their bench, have missed uh, one and three, respectively. Aaron Holiday's played every game. Oladipo played nine games, and then they flipped him for Levert, who hasn't played. And TJ Warren's played only four. In your view, is that comparable adversity, Alex, to the Heat, more or less? It is comparable. I think that's the only team that comes kind of close to the heat. And when you're just talking about uh, the negative circumstances, but I just don't really even consider the Pacers in that same class of teams as other ones that we're talking about. Like they, you know, shout out to them, props to them for keeping it together despite all the circumstances and having a higher record than the heat and being 500 in the East has just been kind of frankly hard to come by when you deal with these circumstances. But honestly, I don't really, I don't really look at the Pacers and see them as competition. I think that's a team that, is going to stay where they are. And I just don't think they have much of a ceiling outside of the first round. 33 games for Toronto, including uh, last night. Okay, here's here's their situation. Now, first, they have one bit of adversity that none of the other teams have, which is that they're not even playing at home. And I'm not talking about for their fan base. I'm talking about that they can't even go home. <laughs> they're stuck in they're Tampa. playing in better climates in the winter. Well, that is true. Uh, I will agree with you about that. No question. Although and they're trading Kyle Lowry. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's true. All right, but let's get to it. Uh, Van Vliet, every game. Uh, Boucher has played in every game. Siakam's missed three. Ananobi's missed 11. Norm Powell's missed two. Lowry's missed seven. I'm just doing this uh, subtracting here. Terrence Davis, a piece off their bench, plays a little bit, uh, has missed, has played all but six. Um, and that's pretty – and Aaron Baines, they probably haven't wanted him to play that much, but he's missed three. 
so, I mean, again, of their best players, if you're to say, I don't know, Lowry, Siakam, Van Vliet, are their three most important players. I guess you could make a case for OG in there somewhere. Norm Powell's been really good. Um, but of their three, the three players we talk about, they've missed a total of, what is it, three, ten games between the three of them. Um, Jimmy's missed more by himself. Dragic has missed. A hero has missed more by himself. Dragic has missed as many by himself. So, I, I mean, from an adversity standpoint, we talk about Toronto slash Tampa. They've had an adversity you know, issue with the location. The Heat have had more adversity than them, correct? Yeah. Is, no, is that fair? They, it absolutely is. I mean, I, I, I don't see um, – there's just not many teams that have been faced with what Miami has. Um, I mean, it's no question. Even like Utah, who we're going to see come into town – they've uh, had very little adversity and, and it's just reflected in the standings and it's just going to make for an interesting second half. And uh, I think some of the teams that we think are contenders are going to be in interesting matchups, whether they're lower seeds and, uh, and we're going to see it unfold in the East. All right. Uh, the last one we're going to get to here in a second, and then we'll go to the West a little bit uh, is Brooklyn. But before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. We're actually going to be doing an event with them fairly soon. Um, it will be COVID careful. I can promise you about that, but we'll have more details about it. It's our friends over at Biscayne Bay brewing. This is the only independent brewery in South Florida. They're currently building a tap house in downtown Miami, right down the street from the arena. So you can just envision what that's going to be like uh, once we get to better days here and we can actually start holding, holding big events there. Hopefully that is not too far off. But again, in the meantime, we've got something coming up a bit smaller next week, which we'll tell you about here on the podcast. This is the official beer of the Miami Marlins and five reasons sports. So get Marlins lager, the Miami pale ale, tropical Bay IPA, and the pastime Pilsner, get all of them uh, at your local Publix. You can find them on the website at BiscayneBayBrewing.com. Check out the Twitter feed. It's one of the most sort of sports friendly Twitter feeds you'll find for a local business. Um, they're really into it. It's at Biscayne Bay brew. And again, they're building that tap house right there in Miami. They support us. Please support them. Tag them on social media. Show that you're drinking them. Get the word out. It's great beer. I got a bunch of it here. Uh, and we're, again, we're going to have an event with them coming up next week. All right, let's get to the last one here, um, the Nets. I guess you could argue that they've had a tremendous amount of adversity, guys, because they haven't had Durant. Um, the Harden trade came later, so they had to integrate a player. Uh, oh, but then again, gosh. I, they had well, I know, but they had they I know, but they had Kyrie disappear for two or three weeks just because he kind of felt like it, it seems like. But I know, Greg, you're not gonna buy this because why? Because when you have three of the top 20 players in the league, it's it's hard to make an argument that you've got adversity. Yeah, I mean, at least from the standpoint of that they are um they're kind of figuring out who the surrounding pieces are. I feel like uh, certain guys have stepped up. Joe Harris has been awesome. Um, I saw that somebody voted him for an all-star reserve as I was looking across the ballots there. I think it may have been uh, Ernie Johnson, maybe. Um, wow. And um, so I, I just feel like ultimately they're a team that, yeah, they've had issues with integrating new talent, but what a problem to have. And also, you know, managing Kevin Durant's uh, – injuries and just making sure that he is tracking well oh what a problem to have and then obviously Kyrie has been in and out but when he's been in he's been good and um 
and ultimately I think they're shaping up to be a real threat in the East. The defense is still um, up for grabs there. And this is the other thing with them that I'm just going to say, and I know that we're sticking to who's had adversity and what, and, but I'm really looking at this at a lens of like, what does it mean for Miami? And um, I just don't see a series where Jimmy and Bam walk into and Gorn specifically um, and to a lesser extent, Tyler walks into a series against Brooklyn and is in any way um, shook or intimidated and um, bring them on. Alex, uh, taking a look at some of their games again, uh, they, they played a total of 33. Joe Harris has played in all of them. Jeff Green has played 32. Um, DeAndre Jordan's played 31. Bruce Brown, who's, who's had a bigger role with them, uh, has played 29. Shamit's played 29. But their, their big three has played 23, 19, and 19, uh, and a lot of them obviously not all together. I, I guess, again, from an adversity standpoint, nobody's going to feel sorry for them. I mean, they decided to make the move. Kyrie decided to walk out for a period of time. Um, so, I mean, that's it's more on them. It's not stuff like they've hit an iceberg like the Heat did so many times this year, where every time you felt like everybody was getting healthy, somebody else went out. But with that being said, I mean – how do you view how do you view their potential, Alex? I mean, I, we haven't seen the three of them all that much together. Yeah, I mean, the potential is really what you're selling them on right now, because like you said, they just had so many missed games from all the three guys. We haven't seen enough of a sample of them together. But I'm still looking at them, like they said, as, as the biggest threat, especially when you're talking about potential. And as far as adversity, like you said, it's not exactly the same as the Heat. It's not as far as the actual circumstances as to why the, the games were missed. But it is sort of comparable just because of the talent of the guys that we're talking about here. But and, 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 you know, the lack of depth that they have outside of those guys, that's how they set themselves up again. Can't feel sorry for them for that part. But when they are together and I'm pretty sure they're going to make some type of move, whether it's in the bio market or in the trade market uh, to kind of bolster some of their, the back end of the rotation and maybe even somebody in the starting lineup. Like, I just think they're, they're just going to be a team that's going to be almost impossible to match up with for most teams. And look, you can kind of, I think go through Eastern Conference teams and be like, look, they have two or three defenders you can throw on the three best guys. And I think you could do that for the Heat when Avery Bradley's healthy. But again, like a lot of this stuff where we're just trying to kind of pin like, okay, who guards Kyrie, Harden, KD? It's it's tough to actually simulate that until you actually see it on the floor, especially when they're constantly running all types of complex sets and guys have to be switching all over the place. And all of a sudden Harris is shooting a wide open three or Kyrie shooting a wide open three. I just think there's going to be a team that's going to be like you have to be on point on defense to guard them on every step, every minute of every possession. And can the Heat do it? I think they can. Like their defense has been really, really good, especially with Jimmy's back. I mean, with Jimmy back in the lineup, they've been in the top seven, I believe, in defensive rating. And, you know, the offense has been trending back up. But I don't know. I think Brooklyn is a team that still hasn't put it together and isn't going to be unbeatable. I would just bet on them if I had to bet money on who's going to make the NBA finals. That's fair. I don't want to go through the entire West guys. I just want to make one point. Um, you talk about, you know, teams that have played well uh, this season that have had continuity and there is, this is why to a certain degree, like I've always said, this is more of an asterisk season than the last one, because you take a look at the Utah jazz right now. And, and I don't want to discredit what they've done. They've been great. They blew out the Lakers the other night. Uh, they come in here, obviously on Friday, uh, they, they blew out the heat. 
They're, they're extremely well coached by Quinn Snyder. Um, they have a lot of really in, interesting parts. Um, they're very good defensively uh, anchored by Gobert. They've got an elite scorer in Mitchell Conley has, has found his kind of, you know, borderline all-star form. He's shooting 42% from three this year. They're, they're basically the best three point shooting team in the league. Bogdanovich hasn't missed a beat. Royce O'Neal has become a, a very Making good. A lot more threes. Yeah. But, uh, they, but, and, but. Clarkson, and Clarkson's been a three point candidate. But with that being said, I'm looking at the uh, excuse me, a six man candidate. I'm looking at the games games played here. OK, 32 games. O'Neal, 32. Bogdanovich, 32. Gobert, 32. Clarkson, 32. Niang, 32. Mitchell, 30. Favors, who came back, 30. Inglis, 28. Conley, 26. I mean, like I said, a lot of this season, guys, is about how good you are. And a lot of it is just. If you will, jazz are the Sixers and injuries, right? I mean, isn't that a big yeah. part of it? And the Heat are going to win tomorrow. So just write that down in whatever book y'all are keeping <laughs> scoring. Wherever you're writing Leif's takes and yeah. which ones he's right about and wrong about, write that down. Well, yeah. which is more important, guys? Which is more important this year? Is it is it simply, is it being good or is it being lucky? Healthy. Yeah. Uh, it, it's always better to be lucky. Always. Yeah, I think I I think that's fair. All right. So in general, I think we've come to the conclusion the Heat have had pretty much as much or more adversity than anybody else. Again, not making excuses for them, but they're still in position. If you want to check out the transaction talk, make sure that you check out Clutch Corner tonight. I'm actually going to swing over there because we're actually finishing this pod uh, right now. I before might too. I, uh, yeah, we're going to go check it out. So go to the YouTube channel, check out Clutch Corner, um, hosted by Royal and Adam and Alana. Check out our sponsors, Seltzer Mayberg, OneCallLegal.com, of course, Biscayne Bay Brewing. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network.